What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, July 9th. And man, we are excited. We have a Super Friends Divisional Power Rankings episode. But there's more important news than there's just that going on. That's right. Big breaking news to start the show. I even, this isn't even leaked out there yet. The Pick 6 Podcast is now officially sponsored by Bud Light. Yes! Yes! Yay! Cue it up, baby. Drink those cold beers. We are now proudly Bud Light, guys. We could not be more excited. Grab a Bud Light with us all summer long and start counting down a tailgate season. Head to BudLight.com slash delivery to get yours. Again, go to BudLight.com slash delivery to get yours. As you can see, we're watching on YouTube, which you can do at YouTube.com slash pick six. John Breach is pointing towards the Bud Light logo. There's two Bud Lights clinking. The little splash of (laughs) ice cold domestic beer going up in the air. I mean, it's summertime. There's nothing better than an American delicious light beer. And that is Bud Light. I, I, I'll be honest. Like this is not part of the read. I think this is the happiest day of my life. This is all you I guys, want to a podcast. You, you guys don't know this, but there's a Budweiser um, factory distributor uh, brewery, literally a quarter mile from my house. Well, and hold down there, guys, I'm with the pick six podcast. You guys don't know this. But I actually had Bud Light Seltzer 4th of July weekend. I was randomly walking in the grocery store, and literally I will drink watermelon-flavored anything. Fun fact about me, literally my favorite flavor. Uh, And I saw a box of Bud Light Seltzer. I think it was a remix box, and they had a watermelon-flavored one, grabbed it, and uh, there were also three other flavors in there that I can't name because I only drank the watermelon ones. They were delicious. Well, as you can see over my right shoulder, <laughs> These delicious Bud Lights that I stalked down in our pool beer toss at the Fat Club here in uh, the Fat Valley. Club University. No, Fat Club, not Fat Club. Oh, I like the Fat Club better. <laughs> I did not join a club called the Fat Club that does beer toss. I guess it could actually make sense. Uh, anyway, no, I mean, in all seriousness, pretty high. We, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, Ryan and John and Bleat. Uh, you know, and we're sponsored by a beer. That's all I really wanted in life was to have my podcast. Our yeah, podcast. there's no better sponsor. marriage, no better marriage between sponsor and host than beer for Brinson. It makes too much sense. And uh, once we get to maybe next week's episodes, well, is it um, is it too early to crack a beer? Probably too early. To no, it's it's four o'clock somewhere. Oh, that's something else. It's uh, and no one knows what time it is when we're recording this. For all they know, it's eight thirty p.m. at night. That's true. Now I'm probably going to be hammered off this because I've been fasting for like seven years. That's fine. Oh, there's the humble brag. You got it in. <laughs> people, up. people who talk about Brinson humble brag. Brinson claims to be fasting. Oh. Me and Ryan don't believe it at all. That is so good. There's a zero percent chance you're fasting. No, Malty right. hops. Oh. So you went from the clean, delicious Bud Light. You went from the Fat Club to the Fast Club. Now you're back to the Fat Club. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the feed, make sure and check out top ten teams of the Super Bowl era. That is uh, that's uh, myself and Brian Diardo breaking him down. It's actually a really good talk. And Ryan, you will love and be surprised by the list. I'll tell you that much. Did the uh, 2020 Bengals happen to make that list? Uh, you have to win a Super Bowl, Ryan. Dunk <laughs> it on yourself. <laughs> there it is. Oh, he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. <laughs> if you have to win a Super Bowl, I guess that means there's not a single Bengals team on the list. Mm, is that there? is correct, right? Oh! 
<laughs> I only that, saw one Steelers team on the w- list, which means the other four were trash. Other five? How many have they won? Well, where would you say the uh, – five or six. Like six. They won six, so the other five are trash. Press well, the dunk button. I dunked on them. Uh, there's only one team from each franchise. No, that wasn't a rule. That was not a rule. He could have put in all six Steelers teams if they were good enough. They were not. I don't think Ryan knows because I don't think he's seen the list. But I, if you've seen the list, then you know Breach. Where were that Steelers team that you were talking about? Where'd they rank? Uh, he had the night. Well, oh, you know what? Actually, Wilson, who do you think was the best Super Bowl winning Steelers team? Why don't we ask him that? Ooh. Um, I don't remember the 70s teams that well, so I, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. So I just know like the the Coward Tomlin, those are the teams I know really well. What he just doesn't want to throw Diardo under the bus here. I can see what's going on. No, I don't mind. Go ahead, tell me. Well, Diardo. so who, who do you think was the best Steelers Super Bowl team? Just um, just give me a, give me a year. Super winning. I'll go the year they they beat the Rams. How about that? Um, I think that was Super Bowl. It's right when the Super Bowl fourteen. I think. Yeah, you know, Diardo's pick was the nineteen seventy eight Steelers. And and Ryan just named 1979 Steelers. Ah, so close. Oh, that's close. So close. So close. Roster. But Wait, Diardo, know, all right, if I said over under two, uh, two and a half, Ooh, that's where does Steelers rank? As far as the greatest Super Bowl winning teams of all time, where think, would you put the 1978 Steelers? Two and a half is the over under? Over yes. under two and a half. I'll go over like two, 2.5 to three, four or five, that direction. Okay, what if I said over under half? Oh, well, then I guess I have to go. He put him number one. He <laughs> Steelers it. number one over the 72 Dolphins and actually made a very compelling case as to why. It would be well, a lot the, more- the 72 Dolphins didn't score a lot of points, if I recall correctly. They have like one of the worst strength of schedules of all time. And uh, the final, that was the Garo Uprimian game. Is that right, Bre- uh, Breach? That was a- uh, yes. Yeah. They won 14 to seven, or was that the right. next year? I think that was that year, 14-7. And they barely beat Washington in the final. That's right. Even though Garrow breached through the ball backwards. And you start to look at him, you're like, yeah, this team's not that dominant. Um, oh, Wilson chugging a... <laughs> no, Bud game. Light. Yeah. Um, anyway, no. that's in the feed. We have a mailbag coming up Monday. There'll be lots of Bud Light talk on that as well, because we're sponsored by Bud Light. Don't know if we mentioned that. But let's get to the visual power rankings. I assume this is a breaches list. Uh, uh, it is. Okay. It is. Cool. So we're going off your list. And you told me and Ryan off off air and before Debo logged on that you were purposely trolling Debo with this list. So let's start. Who's at number eight? Well, yeah. obviously, since we're trolling Debo, the, uh, the, the this is the worst division in the NFL going into 2021. It is none other than the NFC East. Oh, would you say if you were picking the worst team in the worst division of football? Who'd you <laughs> I mean, it would have to be. Let's continue the theme of trolling Debo. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> so, Breach is the the king of analogies. The, what is this like? This is like the person that's terrible at one thing ter- telling someone else who he thinks is really terrible at something that he's bad at it. So, what's that analogy? How do you work that analogy, Breach? It'd be like. Um, It'd be like Hugh Jackson showing up at Cincinnati and telling uh, Zach Taylor that he's bad at his job. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> and, and what's that? I'm, I'm told my my dunk buttons are being taken away. Right. Uh, that's like Hugh Bud Light, and he's just dunking all over everything. Hugh invites Zach out to dinner, just to have a friendly conversation, and the next thing you know, Hugh's giving him advice on how to coach the team. 
All right. So criteria wise, is this, is this simply a cumulative ranking? Does having a great team you know, like the chiefs for the, you know, for the AFC West, obviously outrank, you know, have a, t- a division with four decent teams. How does that work? I, I would say that you're looking from top to bottom. So okay. being top heavy does not, you know, because if you have one good team, that doesn't mean your division's good. Right. That means 75% of your division is bad. So it, it's more of a top to bottom thing. And with the NFC East, it kind of feels like they're all average to below average. You know, Washington, best team in the division last year, went seven to nine. Even if they improved three wins, they're 10 and seven. You know, I don't think anyone really believes that any NFC East team is going to top 10 wins. I mean, do you guys think any of these teams are going to top 10 wins this year? So uh, let's look at it. Let's I, look. I think it's reasonable that a team could get to 10. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, no, 10. 10 is the ceiling. Oh. I think 10 and seven is where the first place NFC East team ends up. That's it. I so don't. At best. So let's look at it uh, another way. So that, that, conf- that division combined for uh, 23 wins last year. Are they going to get 25 or more, and I'm adding just two games because of the the increased schedule games. Is this team gonna? Is this division gonna combine for 25 wins? Uh, so yes. That's, so right. when when you say that, Ryan, uh, so oh, yeah, yeah four teams. 16 they only got games. 23 last year. Well, they played 64 total. They went 23, 40, and one, and that was the second worst overall record ever for any division. And the only worst division was 2008 NFC West. So it was a historically bad performance so can these four teams combine for 25 wins i think they do because i don't think you're going to follow up historically bad performance with another historically bad performance i just think it's going to be bad but not historically bad so, so the, the cowboys have a nine and a half win total that's juiced to the under oh yeah the go through the win totals, we'll add them up seven what i'm sorry i will add those up go ahead sorry yeah the giants have a seven win total that's juiced to the over washington has an eight win total that's really basically eight and a half it's minus 150 that's 24 right there yeah, that's 15 plus uh yeah, 23, I think, or 20. Yeah, it's 24 right there. And then the Eagles, I'm sure that they're seven heavily juiced to the under. 31. So we'll say seven. So that's 30, 31, which sounds about right. Because if okay. you know, if a team wins 10 games, then they only need to, the other three teams just need to combine for 15 wins to get to 25. And I think they'll do that. But my only thing is I'm not sure that the NFC East wouldn't win a head-to-head, you know, like the Big Ten ACC challenge that they wouldn't win a head-to-head battle with the AFC South. Well, the maybe know, and maybe it's wholly dependent on Deshaun Watson, too. Earlier this summer, we did a, a mailback question about which division we'd take to make our team. I took the NFC East just sort of as a crazy flyer with the understanding that Dak Prescott's to play well. But they have good players in that division. But the AFC South, I think that's a fair point. Um, I think that's maybe AFC South wins six out of ten. Maybe it's five and a half. I, you know, right, it, so the best team in theory in the AFC South is the Titans. Titans. I Cowboys that, Titans is just a shootout. And I, I think it could go either way. I would probably lean towards the Titans in that game just because I think Derek Henry would run all over them. But I don't yeah, think the Titans are stopping the Cowboys. Both, both defenses stink. Um, as far as it's Mike McCarthy, you have Colts and Washington. I will take Washington all day in that. We just don't know about Carson. Why Wentz. Colts and Washington? Like, how, how are you pairing these games up? Who's the yeah. second best team in One the of Titans in Washington because the Titans came in first place? First place versus first place? I think we're just going the Titans, on. Now, the Titans are now the favorite to win the division. So oh, I was Cowboys. just going by the standings from last year. Well, I'm going on the Vegas' odds to win the division. Okay. It seems more important than the standings from last year. I guess. Well, Carson yeah. Wentz was on the Eagles last year, so standings seem irrelevant. 
I no, guess. But I, 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 you know what you're saying. I mean, I, I think Washington, we all, I don't think any of us are picking Dallas to win the division. Well, I mean, the Cowboys are the favorite to win the division. I, I understand that, but I understand right, Rich's but point. Do you think, the, yeah, do you think the Cowboys are going to win the division? I'm saying you're going by right, ambiguous you're, odds that we don't necessarily right, you agree with. The two teams that play for the one seed, the, the number one matchup in those two divisions. Who's, who okay. Titans versus Washington. I'll take Washington. I think that's really close. I think that's it's close. Yeah. I think Colts it's five. versus Cowboys. Mm, I'm taking the, thing. I'm taking Carson Wentz over Mike McCarthy. That's my math there. I'll take Mike McCarthy. I'll take Dak over. And also, since you know, we might as well just lump in the AFC South right now because they were seventh. It's not like you're we're arguing the eighth yeah. ranked division versus the fourth ranked division. And no, this so, is exactly the sort of thing you would do if you realized you were wrong and you tried to skew the results. No, not at all. I'm saying that uh, part of the tiebreaker to put the AFC South ahead is that they have two teams that are considered playoff contenders, whereas I don't think anybody thinks NFC East has a chance of getting more than one team in the playoffs. Uh, I would disagree with that. The playoffs so you, you have think, not... I the, think the, the Giants are whipping the Jaguars. The playoffs aren't expanding either. Same playoffs last year, right? Just yeah. the one extra team. Gotcha. And then I think that the Eagles you, are probably better than the Texans. Wait a second. You think the Giants are whipping who? The the, the Jaguars. I don't yeah. know. This, here, here's the thing. Like I, I my, my hesitation with the Jaguars is that the Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow are my two concerns with the Jaguars. So uh, right now I'm, I'm on team... Giants. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would give the edge to the, to the NFC East over the AFC South is what I'm saying. But I mean, it's, it is close. Like it's, it's and, and real quick, the NFC East, they're out. Ryan talked about the 23 games, but you know, thir 13, 14, whatever those wins are division wins. So like they came against each other. So you kind of need to throw those out the window. They're 12. So you play 24 games. So you get 12 wins and 12 losses from playing in your division. So of those 23, you know, you have to take some of out. They went 10, 29 and one out of the division. So when they played teams that were not in the NFC East. And so now you're talking one of the worst performances and the AFC South went 15 and 25 and games yeah, I, played out of division. I think breach is right. I think that you can postulate that the NFC East would beat the AFC South, but they didn't do it. And I don't know, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which one? Which Ryan Fitzpatrick we're going to see? We know Ryan Tannehill is probably the most consistent quarterback in those two divisions, and that's primarily because Dak has been injured. I don't trust Mike McCarthy. Uh, we don't know about the quarterback situation in Philadelphia. Daniel Jones has to play well this year, and again, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The other division, Tannehill I already mentioned. I suspect Carson Wentz is going to be better. Uh, I don't know. Houston is is a crapshoot, and I, I think Trevor Lawrence will be. What do you think? 60% of uh, Justin Herbert? This is what we can expect from Trevor Lawrence? That seems that, like the... That seems fair. Yeah. And of, of all the teams in the NFC East, any one of them would take Trevor Lawrence except the Cowboys. Three or four would take him if they had the chance. Well, but I think you said I that about... The Cowboys might take Trevor Lawrence. You could say that about, 20, <laughs> about 27 teams, probably. I mean... Yeah. Maybe 25. Just based on the contract alone. But yes, the Cowboys wouldn't... The Cow if the Cowboys were trying to win right now, they would have rather have Dak. But I, I, I agree with your point there. Yeah, it's close. It's close. What, was it close to your mind, Breach, or you were definitively... No, slammed? no, it was close. I mean, that's right. that's what I was saying. That's why this isn't like a huge... Again, if I had AFC South higher, like at, at fifth or sixth, then that would be a little bit different, but they are Does... at seventh. And the tiebreaker, again, for me, was who's going to have the most playoff contenders, and I thought that was the South, and how these teams did last year. Obviously, these teams, uh, you know, we have new teams. The Colts have a new quarterback. 
Uh, Washington has new quarterback. There are teams with new quarterbacks. Uh, but, you know, you can still see how, you know, Jacksonville went 1-15, and and the AFC South still had a better out-of-division record than the NFC East. Hey, Bri- uh, Brinson, what is the Jacksonville Jaguars win total? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, it is... It is set at six, just over one forty. Now, Breach, did you? How much of that six did you attribute to Tim Tebow being on the roster? All of it. <laughs> I think he accounts for six wins on his own. They're going to get twelve wins. Is They're anyone not. taking the over the six among us? Because I am not. Uh, I I would take the over on six. It, it, yeah, I don't think because that's of the division. I think somebody literally that. asked me on Twitter this week. He said, I've got a question for you, Breach. Can Trevor Lawrence get Jacksonville to the playoffs? That is from at JK Sports 8. So it's funny you asked about the over-under. And I told him my pre-training camp prediction is 6-11 and 11, without knowing what the over-under was. So I, I don't think Princeton's crazy. All right. We'll see. So anyway, right. that's 8-7. and seven. I think those are clearly the two worst divisions in football, though, right? Would you have the AFC South 8, Princeton? I would have the AFC South 8 and the NFC, South, NFC East 7. What about you, Wilson? No, I, I'm with Breach so far. Okay, I just I have very little faith in the NFC East in terms of consistency. Again, quarterback situation: Philadelphia, Mike McCarthy, and Dallas. Those are my my two biggest concerns. And I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will be fine. I, I like Ron Rivera. I think I, I like um, well, I like the Giants. What's the Giants coach? I can't remember his name. Joe Judge. Yeah, I like Joe Judge. Judge like Joe. The first year, but Danny Dimes is, is going to be a huge question mark. Who's better this year, Danny Dimes or Carson Wentz? Danny Carson Dimes. Wentz. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Debo. Danny be- Dimes. I'll take Danny Dimes over Carson Wentz. I'm on the Wentz, Wentz way. broken man. This little, uh, this little rejuvenation. If they, if Carson Wentz come out wins a comeback player of the year award for not sucking this year, I'm going to be furious. Uh, All right. Well, put money on it. Let Debo be the tiebreaker. Who's going to be better here, Debo? Carson or, or Danny? You know that answer. There it Call is. Danny. Danny. I, the fact that Eagles fans – are so like loving the Colts. It's just, it's weird. I don't think that's, that's true. I think I'm an exception. I really, I don't know if you're basing that off me or other things that you've seen. I, I think a majority of Eagles fans would probably root for failure for Carson. Oh, so they want Carson to crash and burn. By yeah. Like, and Brinson, be like, ah, we were right. Jalen Hurts doesn't. Suck Brinson, are you the same guy who broke up with the San Diego slash LA Chargers to love the Colts when they had Phillip Rivers? Is that you? I love I love the look on your face when you realize where I was going with that. And then broke up with the Colts to go back to the Rams because Philip Rivers retired. Um, All right, what's next, Breach? Number six, Breach. Yeah, number six. I thought okay, so number six to me is the hardest because of all the drama that's going, but it's the NFC North. It is. We don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers' situation. The Lions have been hot garbage ever since they fired who Ryan uh Matt Patricia my guy who I am supposed Jim Caldwell, to be Ryan. Jim, Jim Caldwell, Caldwell since they fired oh, Jim I was Caldwell. thinking about the uh the 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 person who wrote in and said I'm Matt Patricia and uh-huh. ourselves to the coaches and you know the Vikings are still we don't the Bears and Vikings both finished didn't finish above 500 last season and you know the Packers seem like they're in total disarray until this Rogers situation gets figured out so um I have let me let me ask you this breach. I haven't followed. I know you have Brinson the the match where uh, Aaron Rodgers and and Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson and who was the fourth? Uh, Bryce and uh, Bryce Brinson. Oh, Bryson was okay. So Aaron Rodgers Aaron, is awesome. 
but he skirted around questions when asked about his future in NFL, correct? correct? So, Breach, I've always been at 1%, I think the last probably a month, six weeks. Where are you now on Aaron Rodgers returning in September at the latest to play for the Packers? I've always been hovering at like 10 to 15% just because I don't think the Packers want to trade him and they're going to do everything they can not to trade him. But at some point, you know, you you get to September 11th or September 10th and the season starts in September 12th, like, what are you doing? You got to do, you got to make a decision. So where are you at? I think if Rogers doesn't show up for maybe the first three weeks, it's going to reality is going to hit and he's, they're going to say, all right, we got to deal him. Where are you at percentage wise? 15% that Rogers plays for the Packers. You're still there. Where are you, Brinson? Uh, 65% that he plays for the Packers. Good Lord. That's bullish. All right. So are you more concerned about Jared Goff? Breach or um, what's his name? The oh, wait, hold on. I've just been told break bit of a breaking news segment here. What do you got? Oh, it's time for ice cold takes presented by Bud Light. That's right. And here is my ice cold take presented by Bud Light. Wait for it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wait for it. No, no matter whether Aaron Rodgers plays or not, the Minnesota Vikings will win the NFC North. That is my ice cold take presented Ooh. by Bud Light. Your thoughts, guys. It's not crazy. I, I here's the thing. I think if Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm again one percent breaches fifteen. For instance, I'm out sixty five percent. He he can be vindictive, and I don't think he would throw the game, but he feels sort of like the kid in um, Bad News Bears who holds onto the ball at the pitcher's mound while the other team rounds the bases. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings, if they can get out of their own way, um, we all like Kirby Cousins to, to varying degrees. I don't think he can take you all the way, but he can get you to the playoffs. And um, I think there's a chance they can win that division. I like their, their the players around them. Um, I'm trying to think who they, they drafted, the kid, the the quarterback out of Texas A&M. Who like a, yeah, Kellen Mond, who has a chance to, to potentially play, uh, play as well. They're getting some guys back. Michael Pierce is coming yeah, back, like, who opted out last year. For the Vikings? I don't know. They yeah, Kirk Cousins was good last year. They drafted him in the third round. But I, my point is this: that they, uh, I think they bolstered the offensive line. Like I've been so far out of the loop, I got to re, you know, re familiarize myself with everything they've done. Yeah, they got Christian Darrisaw. They're good there. They got Wyatt Davis, which is great news in terms of up in the offensive line. The defensive players are coming back. Any they other got- offensive line pieces that could develop into Pro Bowlers? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, of course, uh, Garrett Bradbury, who was should have been offensive rookie <laughs> of the year. Two years ago, but that didn't happen. Yes, absolutely. This team could win the division. I don't know if you have the William Hill odds in front of you, but I would imagine right now either it's off or it's for the Vikings. The Vikings are actually plus 120 to make the playoffs. Ooh. I really like that. Their win total is eight and a half overs minus 170. Those two don't line up very well. I was going to say that's interesting. If your win total is basically nine. Your odds should be minus like 110 to make the playoffs. So that might, that's a good bet. If anybody has it out there on William Hill, you should check that out to win the division. The Vikings are plus 230. The Packers still minus 120. This number, by the way, you don't bet um, you don't bet this if you like the Vikings right now. Because this is based on this is a halfway hedge on Aaron Rodgers playing this year. They Wait, don't why, why wouldn't you like, bet that now? Because... Vikings favorite, everybody hammers the Packers and then they're exposed if Aaron Rodgers comes back. But they don't want to make the Packers minus they don't want to make the Vikings like four to one. And then Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back and everybody hammers the Vikings. So this is basically. I, I think you hammer the Vikings now if you are like me or Breach and you feel like there's less than a 15% chance that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Because if he comes back, 
Yeah, I, I think if you, or if you're like Brinson and you think the Vikings are going to win it anyway, I think you get this number now because I don't think there's any way this number you're going to make get any more value because if Rogers right. is definitely returning, maybe that drops to like plus two fifty. But I think no, this- no, 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 no. If Rogers comes back, the the Packers will be minus two fifty, and the Vikings will be three and a half or four to one. I think. Yeah, but the, then the you're one- not one. Of, then you're not one of the division. That's the whole point. You're making this bet. Oh, that's my whole my 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 cold t- ice cold take presented by Bud Light is that the Vikings are winning no matter what. So, oh, and I the see. one thing about the Packers is that let's say Aaron Rodgers does show up, they get something done, but he misses like the first three weeks of training camp. You look at their early schedule; three of their first four games are against the Saints, the 49ers, and the Steelers. So, you know, all games that could go either way. And if, J- if- Jameis Winston, uh, who knows who's playing quarterback? Jimmy G will probably play quarterback, and then a raggedy arm Ben Roethlisberger. But I all think, those teams have good defenses. I think Jerry. I think um, uh, Jordan Love could go two and one. <laughs> well, right. let's just say that Rodgers is the quarterback. They start one and three after all that drama. I mean, that sets the stage for an implosion. Then you have a total rift, like uh, the coaching staff. You know, behind closed doors, you have sources saying if Rodgers would have been for all of training camp, the Packers' offense would have been running better and wouldn't have lost these games. Then you have Rodgers' camp saying stuff like it, it could get ugly if they get off to an ugly start if Rodgers skips time. Breach, uh, Brinson, would you rather be Matt LaFleur having to deal with this headache or would you rather be Zach Taylor who has year two with um, Joe Burrow and uh, a pretty good team around you and no pressure, basically? That's you, Brinson. Right, would I rather be – sorry, I was texting my wife about Boss Baby 2. <laughs> um, like that is that is the best excuse you come up with yet. Brinson's bitter because his family would see Space Jam no, 2 space out to July 16th. without him. They bought tickets. And no, no. so now he texts and said, look, if you go see Boss Baby 2 <laughs> without me, we got problems. What, uh, what was That's the where we are right now. Zach would Taylor, you, Joe Burrow, you, or who? Would you rather be Matt LaFleur and the headaches you're having to deal with, basically since you arrived, although you're winning football games, 13 games in your first year, or Zach Taylor, zero pressure, John Breach is your biggest supporter. You get Joe Burrow back in year two and all the other playmakers that are now. Oh, I mean, I, Zach, Matt LaFleur could go two and 15 next year and still keep his job. But the, the mental. <laughs> oh, and Zach Taylor can't. So the I'll mental be- pain you have to deal with every day with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Uh, would you rather just be over it or would you rather have Zach Taylor with a chance to perhaps turn the corner? I think they're winning eight I'd games. I'd rather be further away from getting fired, which is what. All right. Which is he what would, Zach, which is what Matt LaFleur is. That's fair. All right. So you'd yeah, rather he's 26 and six in his first two years. He has that's the not the point though. of losses in his first two years is Zach Taylor has wins in his first two years. But the point is that he he has to deal with a steaming pile of dog doo doo every I mean, single I mean, he day. He have to deal with an unemployment line. I mean <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the mental strain, is all I'm saying. I would I would think about it. They literally are the opposite of each other. 26 and six, and Zach Taylor is six, twenty-five and one. All right. Yikes. So what's ironic is that Matt LaFleur is Breach's doppelganger. That's right. Now, by the way, so Justin Fields. Is there, by the way, is so sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Justin Fields, hopefully he wins the job at some point. But that Bears team still went eight and eight last year as, as to why they're the currently the sixth team. And I think uh, the sixth seed uh, in Breach's rankings. And I think Detroit's probably the worst team in the NFL, maybe worse than even Houston. Uh, Houston. But I think the other three teams have a chance to to sort of do some things. And um, there's a chance if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back that maybe the Packers even finish third with Jordan Love if he ends up struggling. Is there a case to be made if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back that this is the worst division in football? No, no way. Uh, you know what's funny is they actually played 
the two divisions below them last season, they went eight and eight versus the AFC South and three and one versus the NFC East. There you go. And I, I do think you could make an argument that you could put them at seven or eight, Brinson. I don't think that's completely crazy. If it's Rogers is if, if no Rogers, suddenly it's it's uh Andy Dalton sure. and the Bears and Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are your best two teams. I might take the Titans and Colts over them and might take Dallas and Washington over them. You basically have two Andy Daltons as the best quarterbacks because yeah, Kirk have Cousins Andy is the rich man's Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, right. and and Andy Dalton is poor man's Andy yeah, Dalton. Yeah, but Justin Fields could end up playing and being, you know, above average. And Jordan Love, we have no idea about. And I hope he turns out well. Just well, and then the other two reasons. teams. What if Jared the, Goff is the comeback player of the year? You never know. But I mean, I'm just saying the Lions and the Packers or Jordan Love are going to hang with the Jaguars and the Texans. Are the Lions worse than the? The Texans and or Jaguars and or Eagles. <laughs> Sorry, <Deepa. laughs> I Eagles. think the Lions could beat the Texans. The Eagles are the best team in that bunch. Yeah, I, yeah. So that's my case. Maybe NFC East. Yeah. No Aaron Rodgers. Maybe NFC East is the how did the, the how did the how did the Lions win more games than the Eagles last year? Good lord. All right, you heard at the top of the show, but we are officially a Bud Light podcast. We're Bud Light guys. I'm a Bud Light guy. Breach, you're a Bud Light guy. Look at that little frothy Bud Light. Oh, man, that looks good. <laughs> I'd like it. Bleep o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. We could not be more excited, as you can tell. And we can't wait for summer filled with ice cold Bud Light. Bud Light wants to make sure you have an awesome summer as well. And to start, they want you to have a beer on them. That's right. Because you're a Pick 6 podcast listener, Bud Light wants to buy you a beer. How you enjoy it, that's your business. Head to BudLightLegends.com to sign up and claim your free beer. Again, BudLightLegends.com. Go there, sign up, get your free beer on us. If you do it, if you get that free beer, sign. It, it, when, you, when you do it, when you go do that, because you're going to go do it, it's a free beer. Why would you not take a free beer? Go to BudLightLegends.com, sign up, take a screenshot too. Tag Bud Light, tag Pick 6 Pod and send it our way and let us know that you've claimed your free beer i know i'll be claiming I, I don't know if i can claim my free beer maybe that's a probably some rules against that but i yeah. that right here so it doesn't matter if it involves free beer brenton will figure out a way around the rules he'll find all the loopholes yes that's correct you're a loophole master by the way one of my favorite bud light super Bowl memories uh back in that brenton would be so busy with parties that he would let me go to the bud light party because he couldn't go breach me and broski <laughs> went to the bud light party at the new orleans super bowl and hung out with david keckner I, you know, I was with you. We couldn't get in because it was so crowded. That was the second time after you, we wow. met up after you came back from the NFLPA party. We tried to go back, but David Keckner talked to me and Brodsky for ten minutes. He must have wanted to kill himself. Saw saw your guy AJ Green there. Uh, saw Trent Richardson mm. coming into the NFL. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Bud Light uh, permeates all our lives. One of my it, it really does. Another Super Bowl story, real quick. Super Bowl twenty three, Bengals forty nine ers. You know why that <laughs> has ties to Bud Light? Because it was you the were... Bud Bowl one. Oh, oh love it. God, I love the Bud Bowl. Remember the Bud Bowl? Uh, um, of course I do. I just brought it up. Also in that New Orleans Super Bowl, this is how you know Bud Light's the best. Because they had on Saturday night, so Saturday night all the parties bring out their biggest headliners. And some other company, it's not beer related, they've gotten Justin Timberlake. That's cool. That's fine. You know who Bud Light got? I Stevie do. Stevie Wonder. You know what's better? Stevie Wonder. I went to that Bud Light party and you walk over this little stanchion thing and down in, and there's just Bud Light everywhere. And Stevie Wonder's just up there playing the hits. As 
allegedly as blind as can be, and just, I mean, just banging out songs. What does that mean? Allegedly, is anyone... always alleged. Stevie Wonder's actually blind. It's oh. just, it's <laughs> that's funny. Um, and it was one of the best parties, best concerts I've ever been to, and it was primarily because I was just sitting there slugging free Bud Light. All. Here's how old we are. That was eight years ago, eight and a half years ago. Oh, God. Joe Flacco was the Super Bowl MVP that year. Breach yep, wasn't even right. working for CBS. He stole a job. No, he was there. He was back. I in, was covering college. He was back was in way was, back in the day. That's when I was, was covering the Pac-12 Super Bowl. He was back in California when he made the power go out at the Superdome, and then yep, he blew out an outlet just so he could. And, and then here we are, nine years later, and I'm on a podcast sponsored by Bud Light. So it all worked. It all came full circle. All full circle. That's right. Breach was conceived at the Bud Bowl, and here we are. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yowzers. Who checks it at number five on your list of? Top divisions breach. Number five is the NFC South. Brinson, you open this up by asking kind of uh, what are how, – how do those rankings come together? If a team has one – if a division has one really good team, what does that mean? And that's kind of the NFC South. They have one team that uh, everyone expects to be really good this year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and the other teams just have a bunch of giant question marks. Could the Saints be good? Sure. They won the division last year. It wasn't the Buccaneers. They went 12 and four. So you lose Drew Brees, who, uh, you know, the last two seasons when he was injured, the Saints were still winning games. You saw Teddy Bridgewater go five and oh. Uh, we saw the Jameis Winston Taysom Hill combo do okay last year. So there's no reason this team can't win nine, 10, maybe 11 games with. Uh, who knows what Sean Payton's going to do at quarterback. And then I think the Panthers are going to be better. Brinson, I'm sure you can tell us how optimistic you are about them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get to eight or nine wins. And there's no way the Falcons can be any worse than they were last year. So the Buccaneers are, I, I think you make a case that this team should be higher. The Buccaneers over under, or this division should be higher, excuse me. Buccaneers over under is 11 and a half juiced up. That is a lot. The Saints is nine and a half juiced way down, but I think the Saints have a lot more upside than people are giving them credit for with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. The Panthers are set at seven and a half juiced to the under. I also think with Sam Darnold and, and the offensive pieces, they have a, a lot more upside than people are giving them credit for. And then the Falcons at seven and a half juiced to the over, actually. If Atlanta can somehow manufacture something on defense with Dean Pease, you know, calling the plays, and he's been able to do that, maybe this team is better than people think. I, I think you can make a case that this team could be as low as six and as high as four. So I think a little variation here. I don't know if I can push them up any higher than that, but I do four. think that this team actually this team can get this division can get as high as three. Yeah, I'd be moving a team in the top two further down how much of a downgrade is Jameis from drew Brees, who incidentally somehow finished let's see drew Brees finished how much, how much of an upgrade is he from drew Brees? well i'm saying Ooh. down i i don't necessarily disagree with that I, i'm saying i'm saying downgrade because as i look at drew Brees' dvoa numbers from last year his value per play he ranks seventh which seems absolutely bonkers he wasn't good he was not good so, so if is there I, a drop off? Let me ask you that. I think that Vegas and the fantasy community and the general football watching world is building in a gigantic drop off. I mean, the Saints over under is nine and a half, right? And juiced way under. So that tells you that the expectation is they will go nine and seven at best, according to Vegas. I'm in, I'm in, nine, I'm nine in and eight. Or nine, God, nine and eight. Oh, I've been dodging that bullet for a while. <laughs> um, the, uh, like I've been doing these fantasy drafts this offseason, 
Jameis Winston's not going high. I mean, people are not expecting him to be good this year. But I think uh, where, did, where, did system, Brees, where did Drew Brees go last year in these fantasy drafts? Um, I mean, earlier than that, just because he's Drew okay. Brees. But I mean, you know, middle tier of the quarterbacks. I think there is a better than 30% chance that Jameis Winston, and this is in my opinion, Jameis Winston will play 70% of the snaps, Taysom Hill gets 30%. And they'll use Taysom Hill more than they used him, Drew Brees because Jameis will be willing to come off the field and not complain the way that Drew Brees would and be insulted the way that Drew Brees would. And that Jameis Winston, there's a 30% chance that he's an upgrade over Drew Brees. Yeah, it might be even higher than that. Might be. And remember, last two seasons, again, Saints 8-1 and one in games where Drew Brees didn't play. And arguably, Drew Brees cost them uh, the playoff game against the Buccaneers. They would have won that game if Drew Brees didn't have a disastrous would, game. Would both of you rather have Jameis Winston on this team in 2021 or Teddy Bridgewater? He went 5-0 and two years ago. I would rather take the upside of Jameis Winston. I think so, too. Yeah, I'd probably go Jameis. Does anyone in the, same, in the same way that the Buccaneers upgraded massively by getting rid of Jameis Winston and bringing in Tom Brady, who doesn't make the mistakes that Jameis Winston makes, I think there's a chance that Sean Payton can upgrade Jameis Winston and give them that vertical element, give them a more dynamic offense, while also potentially restricting the mistakes that Jameis Winston makes through both coaching and play calling. Now, that is obviously taking a pretty big leap of faith, given what we've seen from Jameis Winston in his career, but the talent is there. He's got an eye surgery. If they can harvest it, yeah. maybe it work out. And who wins more games, Sam Darnold or, or Matt Ryan? I'll say Sam Darnold. Ooh. You know, what's funny about that is that, uh, so, you know, the past few weeks, we were going through team-by-team team predictions. Each one of our writers here at CBS Sports handled team. I did the Bengals, of course. And we finally finished all those, and I rounded up all the predictions in the NFC South. Brinson, that's what they have too. We have the Buccaneers at twelve and five, the Saints at nine and eight, the Panthers at eight and nine, and the Falcons at six and eleven. Well, there you go. I think it's wide open on that end. Um, But yeah, the NFC South, the Buccaneers could be the by far and away the best team in football this year. Here's another thing to keep in mind: depending on how this year goes. Three, because I think Tom Brady, ironically, will be the one that's coming back. Three of these teams could be looking for quarterbacks in the first round. Sure, yeah. Maybe four if Tom Brady does retire, which I don't think will happen. But, point. I mean, or, or, you know, trying to find a quarterback in the offseason. Absolutely. No, it's a great point. Uh, but, yeah, I think the NFC South has a ton of upside, but also has a pretty good amount of downside. If, if Sam Darnold washes out, the Falcons can't protect Matt Ryan, the defense is terrible, and if the Jameis Taysom Hill thing bust out. You know, I think the Saints have a high enough floor where I'm not that worried about them. But all three of those teams could win eight games or le- or nine games or less, eight games or less, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have the Buccaneers and that's it. Any chance the Buccaneers? Had- any chance the Buccaneers regress? No. Like, like win eight, eight or nine games? No, no. I mean, because I mean, they were six and five at one point, they got off to a slow start, and so yeah. But there's a Tom Brady acclimating to a new. Well, right. Team. So now he knows the offense. Now yeah. it's hard to see them being worse. Uh, that would be a massive surprise, given all, gonna, the way that they handled their offseason, bringing everyone back. He is going to be 60 years old. No one cares. Age is just a number. Last year, age is just a number. Who checks in at number four for you, Breach? Number four is the AFC East. <laughs> I think you have. I mean, I, I think it I think depends. You know you have the Dolphins and the. I think it depends on how you feel about the Patriots, but if you feel like they are a playoff contender, and I, this year, and I feel like a lot of people do, 
you know, the Bills are the second or best, second or third best team in the AFC. The Dolphins, if Tua just takes a small step forward, any kind of step forward, then they're a playoff contender. And really, you have one garbage team in the Jets, but, you know, they're a total mystery this year because they have a new coach and a new quarterback. I look at this division a lot like the NFC South, honestly. You have one team that clearly is going to be elite almost no matter what. You know, it, it, obviously, it, you know, you have injuries, right, to Tom Brady or Josh Allen. Maybe the Bills or the Bucks stink. But more than likely, when you look at the Bills and the Bucks, you're talking about teams that are going to win 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games, right? Mm-hmm. Vegas agrees with us. The over-under is 11, 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, whatever it is. So in that respect, you have that elite team up top. And then there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Patriots. There's a lot of question marks surrounding the Dolphins. There's a lot of I don't think sur- there's a lot surrounding the Patriots. It comes down to Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I think everything well, else. Will- those are big question marks. Yeah, but that's it, though. They they spent $40 billion in the offseason. Nikhil Harry wants to be traded. I don't think anyone cares about that. Right. I think and the big question around the Dolphins, of course, is, is Tua. And I don't want to crap on Tua because people have actually pointed out that I just reflexively. We'll see. Well, I, I guess look, at it, look at it like this, Wilson. The two teams in the middle of these divisions, you have the Panthers and the Saints and the Pats and the uh, Dolphins. You have huge questions about at the quarterback position for all four. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's sort of what I meant is that there's some similarities. And then the team at the bottom, Falcons and the Jets probably aren't similar, but you maybe do Falcons and Panthers, Jets and Panthers. I don't know. Who anyway. has a better year, Tua or Zach Wilson? I'll take Tua just because he's been in the NFL one year longer. I'll take Tua because he has better people around him as well. I really like what the Jets are doing there. I'll take Zach Wilson. Okay. okay. I, I like the Jets. I, I like the Jets a lot. I, I want to like the Jets a lot. Yeah, you said that two years ago when they now they got rid of Adam Gase though. They added Elijah Moore. They added Corey Davis. Carl Beefed Lawson, up their offensive line. Quentin Williams, yeah. Kai Becton. Yeah, they Elijah Vera Tucker. If Zach Wilson is good, the Jets can win seven, eight games. What this year? Yeah. I don't think he, that's he be the I don't think that's completely preposterous. Yeah. You'd have to be Justin Herbert good because they won seven games with Anthony Lynn trying everything in his power to not help them win late. Oh, right. Yeah. I I, I don't think it's out of the question that they could win some games. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do like the, the coaching staff. I, hopefully. What's the out. lowest this division could go? Six? I mean, like win total. So they won 23 plus nine. They won 31 games last year. And that was a high water mark. That's the prediction for the NFC East this year. So the Bills are basically <laughs> predicted to win eleven games. The Patriots are predicted they're over under nine minus one fifty. Wow, that's kind of surprising. That's... Dolphins over under nine minus one forty. Wow, Ooh. we didn't own Wilson. Wow, wow. <laughs> and the Jets are over under six. So that's thirty five. So they're, they're four games predicted to be four games better than the NFC East, according to the book the bookmakers. Bookmakers, hmm. <laughs> breach, breach is that a uh, scheduling thing, perhaps? A what? That the that the AFC East has an easier schedule, maybe. Uh, they, it, they get to play the AFC South. They play the AFC South. That's why. And Ooh. the NFC East. Ooh. <laughs> they they get the NFC East in the special seventeenth game, so they don't play the full uh, division. Right. Right. But we'll find out. And but then they're also playing. The they're also playing teams. the NFC South, so they're playing three of the divisions I have ranked below them. But so that means the bottom they they play the NFC South too. Yeah. 
there's a chance the AFC East could be like third in, in the division power rankings. Oh, just based on the, the crappy schedule they have up in front of them? Maybe second. Fair, a lot of winnable games. games. They're fourth right now, I guess. A lot Man. of winnable games. A lot of pressure on Zach and Tua and Mac McCorkle. Man, maybe we should bet on the Patriots to make the playoffs. Let's oh, see right we've now. Been, we've been saying that forever. They're plus 125 to make the playoffs. That's lower than what it was when we talked about it. Can we start our Bud Light bet of the week? Brinson, you just make a bet live on air. It's a great segment. Yes. I knew I could come up with something. Debo, what do you think? Unfortunately, we've already sold the package, and Bud Light doesn't want to be associated with gambling, and you're fired, Breach. But other than that, <laughs> you're good to go. Um, no, I uh, I like that idea. Debo, float that up the uh, flagpole. The old flagpole and see what they say. Anywho, uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, the top three divisions in John mm. Rich's divisional power rankings. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, who's number three in your divisional power rankings, Breach? Why are they crazy controversial in terms of the ranking here? Number three is... It has to be the AFC North. The AFC... Not North. AFC what? West. It's the AFC what? West. Crazy talk. What are you doing? It is the AFC West. You think they should be higher? Take off the prawn. Be a man. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, all right. Explain yourself, weirdo. Well, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are in the division, so that automatically makes them good. But I'm not sure if you follow the other three teams. None of them finished above 500 last year. Uh but they're all better. I, you know, I would put the AFC West up against a lot of divisions. I think they're better than most, which is why I have them at three and not four, five, six, seven, or eight. Wow. Um, Thank you for that explanation. That's incredible. I think they're better than some, which is why they're three. But what are you, Prisco? Well, I mean, this is so. Learn you, the game. You've talked about the Buccaneers, the NFC South, and the AFC East, where you have the Buccaneers, kind of the the, the top heaviness of the division because the Buccaneers are so good. The other three are a mystery. The AFC East, the Bills are so good. The other three are a mystery. And then you have the AFC West, where the Chiefs are good. The other three are a mystery. But I think the three under the Chiefs have a higher upside than the three under the Bills or the three under the Buccaneers. And that is why uh, they're ahead. 
we've we've discussed this numerous times. Anthony Lynn cost the Chargers probably three or four wins. Aaron Rodgers could go to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers could go to the Broncos. And if that happens, I move them up to two or one. You can't. These I'm are set in stone. Here, one, they're all, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, this is easily the number one division in football. And not easily. I think there's. I think you could have a conversation about the other one that I, I'm assuming is the AFC North. So I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, but right, Aaron Rodgers could go. You can't change them. These are in stone breach. But I think also every every year we we crap all over um, Derek Carr and and John Gruden, and every year the offense looks good. The defense is a huge problem. Yeah. So I. I I don't know. I would put them ahead of your number two seed. I'm not um, going to be out here standing for the the Raiders. You know that. <laughs> I do, however, think that. I mean, I think the Chargers have a chance to win the division. Yeah, we'll see. New coaching staff, but I, I mean, Derwin James coming back. I don't. Justin Herbert may not be as good as he was last year, but I think he'll he'll be really good. I don't think he'll take a huge backslide. I don't expect him to. I expect him to to get better. Um, but even if that doesn't show itself in terms of productivity, he'll be going in the right direction. And of course, Drew Locke is a huge question, as he was last year when I predicted the Broncos to go to the playoffs. Thank you, Drew Locke. I think they're too low. But I think there's only I, two spots left. Yeah, I think they're just oh, one too low. They're third. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes. All right, so I think they're one too low. I think they're one spot too low. They're one too low. It's homerism shining in. How is For, that possible? Yeah, I don't who's, believe Brian, in who's winning a game between the Raiders and the Bengals? I mean, the question is, who, who's winning the game between the, the Broncos and the Bengals? That's the question. Well, the Broncos are stomping the Bengals. With Drew Locke as quarterback? Yeah. What do you think, Breach? I know the answer, but I'll ask you anyway. Uh, I, I think it's not a stomping. <laughs> <laughs> the spread's six and a half. Who are you taking? The Bengals. The Bengals and guess what? The Broncos and Bengals play each other this year, so we'll find out on the field. Find out. We will find out on the field. Tattoos involved, too. All right, so Steelers and Broncos, who wins? Well, the Steelers beat the crap out of them last year. They they knocked Drew Lock out of the game. So. They beat the crap out of it. It was closer than you thought. And they, I will they ran, say they ran up the score and then they let the Broncos. So the Chiefs went ten and zero. They went undefeated in non divisional games last year. So outside of the AFC West, and that has only happened. That was only the fourth time that's happened over the past decade. And so when you look at the AFC West in full, the other three teams went twelve and eighteen outside the division. So they just got beat up. And, you know, like you guys said, there's a lot of reasons to like those teams because Should the Raiders offense could be good again. The, the the Chargers have a competent coaching staff for once, and, and the Broncos' defense should be better, and, and, you know, whoever's quarterback should be better than they were last year, maybe. So there's a lot of reasons to like them, but eh, I don't know that I would move them up over a team, a division that produced three playoff teams last year. To your point, they should have been 11 and 19 because uh, the Jets let them win that game thanks to Greg Williams against the Raiders. <laughs> That was that was probably the. Uh, that's a good point. That's an argument against uh, putting the AFC West up higher. Look, All right, you're, it's okay. It's fine if you want to do that. I I think it's I think it's a little too high. I would go the other direction. I would have them second. Yeah, I'd have just to. because I'm skeptical about the number two. And you guys would have the NFC AFC North at three. I assume that they're your number two. Number two is the team that Brinson and Wilson would both have at three. The only team in the NFL, the only I division. Three. I just said I wouldn't have it too. The only division that produced three playoff teams last year. My second ranked division is the AFC North. Why do you keep pointing out last year? Well, that's because of, these teams are going to be just history. as good. 
All right, so the Ra- the Browns win total is ten over minus one forty five. My goodness! I'm, uh, I'm if you just... have three teams that made the playoffs last year, yes, you're going to bring that up and say, do they have a good shot at making the playoffs this year? Yes, they do. The Bengal, the Ravens is eleven, juice the under. The Bengals is six and a half, juice the under. And the Steelers are, wow, Steelers are minus one eighty not to make the playoffs, and their win total is nine minus one fifty to the under. <sighs> So 9, really? 11, that's 20, plus 10, 30, plus 6.5, so 36.5. Oh, and they won, let's see, they won 38 games last year. So not that, that much different. Just the, so they're expecting less, though. Reorganizing the win totals a little bit. Well, they're expecting less with four or more games, so that's also noteworthy. Yeah. Oh, good point. There you go. So, Breach, <laughs> what, <laughs> what are your rankings of how these teams finish in the division, Breach? Uh... Probably Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is third on everyone's list. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland. I, think I almost used uh, one of my Bud Light hot takes was or cold takes, ice cold Bud Light, ice cold takes presented by Bud Light was going to be Steelers finished last. In the but then you didn't want to steal your take from last year. <laughs> Recycle another- your Bud Light cans, please. Another recycling gonna, his takes. Another one was going to be the Garrett Bradbury one uh, offensive MVP, but he, he used that one a couple years ago. That didn't either. I just is think it? there's a chance the Steelers fall apart because they're line, the offensive line and defensive line. I think the offensive line is going to be slightly better, which isn't an issue. I think the issue. I don't, is why do you Steelers fans keep saying that? Because they their offensive line was old and sucked last year, and now they're just young and learning. So it might be the same and have a chance. To I mean, that's the case, Steelers are a good bet to win the division. No, I think Roethlisberger is going to be the concern. Uh, you know, he always says he works out in the offseason. He's ready to come back. He'll have two and a half good games, and then we'll see a lot of last uh, He's like me season. fasting in July. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I'm really dedicating myself to the 2021 season, getting ready ahead of training camp, and then all of a sudden going like a blackout bender in August. Right. Much like you, he just cracked open his first Bud Light at, at 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ben's definitely a Bud Light guy. And the other part about – Maybe me, he might be a Bud Heavy guy. Yeah. Me? No, no it's not always oh, about you. Oh, oh, oh. definitely a butt heavy guy. Yeah. But heavy. Not Bud Light, but Anheuser Bush. Budweiser. Budweiser. But um the, the other part of AFC Bud North, heavy because it's the opposite of Bud Light, you see. Is it is it yeah, I know, I got it. <laughs> That's, I, I agreed with you. That Ben was definitely a butt heavy guy. Uh the, the other part of the AFC North is how you feel about the Bengals. So if you think they're gonna be better <laughs> the, because you're talking about three playoff Wait, contenders. I have one thing to say to you. Three Who playoff contenders. Take off the brawn. Be a man. No one cares about the Bengals breach. Go ahead. Three playoff contenders in the Bengals. So if you think the Bengals can win six or seven or eight games, then they this can. team's easy. Uh, this division's easy second. Who's better, Bengals or the Steelers? I mean, they split the series last year. <laughs> then are the Bengals a playoff contender? The Bengals could finish with a better record. You, you, your ice cold take is the Steelers going to finish in last. So what I know are you talking but, about? That, that's my point. That's why I would knock the AC North down. You're saying that the Bengals could beat the Steelers, but you also called the Steelers a playoff contender. Ergo, the Bengals have to be a playoff contender, or your entire logic is built on fallacies created in your deluded, warped mind that came about strictly because you were forced because you were conceived the, during the Bud Bowl and then forced to watch Joe Montana destroy your father's hopes and dreams and your hopes and dreams as a small child, which is how you ended up on this podcast in the first place. Oh, ho, ho, up high, down hard. I don't know what that when you spin it like that, it sounds depressing. <laughs> uh, prior, prior to that last answer, Breach is basically the politician and Brinson is the person in the press yelling out questions and he's just deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. I want the truth. And finally you, you beat it out of him. All right. 
I, and, I just, look, the if the Ravens max out, if the Browns continue, if the Browns are at the same level or above, which Vegas thinks they will be, so that's possible. I'm a little. What do you think? Over. I think the Browns are winning the division. I think Browns can win the division. I think there's a decent chance that the Bengals don't get any better. I, I think the Bengals should be better, but there's I think the Bengals are they don't aren't better. They won four games and tied one last year. I think five or six is their is right where they're at. I think Breach not you really think, that much better. In your I agree, team. but Breach I think thinks eight is their max. Is that right, Breach? But if they win six and six is the worst team in your division, that means you're not a bad division. Yeah, no, that's that right. Doesn't, yeah. That doesn't mean anything. No, it does. The, the, he said last have, year. What if you're like nine, eight, nine? Only eight, one team eight, last year what? had a, a six win team in last place, and that is the number one team in our rankings. And last year, all three of the teams ahead of the Bengals won double-digit games, and all three, as Breach noted, went to the playoffs. So I think, you know, it's okay. logical. Agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to agree that you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> agree to agree that I'm wrong. That's, that's fine. Um, I, I just think that when you look at this division, there's a chance that these teams backslide a little bit, and this second number two overall ranking will look dumb when yeah, you're facing Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and potentially Aaron Rodgers. And so you North. would have the AFC West at number two. Is that my understanding, Brinson? That is correct. So AFC yeah. North All Stars versus AFC West All Stars. They play ten times. What? What's AFC the... West smokes them. No. I mean, you can't use every quarterback, so you can't use Justin Herbert in the AFC you West. You need to. You could build a pretty strong defense with the AFC North. I don't know. I don't think the AFC West smokes them. Okay. Like I think is Lamar your quarterback, or is I mean Ben's not. It's either Lamar or Baker, right? Burrow. <laughs> I think it's it Lamar or Burrow. Burrow if he's healthy, but Burrow we don't know about Burrow. What are you talking about? But I do about? think it's Lamar. It's Lamar. It's Lamar. <laughs> yes, it's either the guy who played four games last year before shattering his leg because he can't stop extending plays, or the guy who once won MVP and ran for three, passed for three thousand yards and ran for a thousand. Is the only person to do so in a single season. I don't know either one or the other. You could pick, I guess. Well, then John Harbaugh has to be your coach. Either way, I think it's like ten games. I think it's probably five point two to four point eight. Okay. You guys are higher on the, the division than I am. That's because you're homer. That's because so there's nothing wrong with being a homer, Brinson. All right, the number one division. I agree with this one, actually. <laughs> the number one division, if you've been listening the whole time, God if bless you, you first of all. Attention, you may know. <laughs> Process of elimination. It is the NFC West. And I think this one uh, is pretty simple. I think it's the one division where it conceivably feels like all four teams can make the playoffs. I don't think you can really say that I mean, obviously, you can say all four teams in any division can make the playoffs, but this is the one where you would feel comfortable putting money down on any one of these teams and thinking they could make the postseason. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising at all if all of them finish 500 or better, um, which almost happened last year, except the 49ers, the bottom fell out, everyone got injured, and they finished 6 and 10. Uh, but other than that, you know, everybody finished eight wins or more. Rams with 10, Seahawks 12 and 4. And uh, again, you know, now that you have seven playoff spots in each conference, you can conceivably have a division send all four of its teams. And I think if there's any chance of that happening for the first time ever, it would be with the NFC West. I I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue. Uh, I think we give Kyle Shanahan the benefit of the doubt time and time again, even though, as you point out, Breach, they struggled down the stretch, but that's because of so many injuries. I have uh, lost zero faith in Kyle Shanahan's ability to, to win football games. I think the biggest question here is Arizona and just where Kyler Murray's at and his progression and Cliff Kingsbury because he's Kingsbury's not in the conversation with Sean McVay and, and Kyle Shanahan. Pete Carroll's, you know, he's 
almost 70 years old and he's, he's sort of a defensive coach who's, um, you know, he's not an offensive wizard, if you will, but he has Russell Wilson. So it certainly helps. So I think the big question is Arizona, but I do think they're going to get better and they went eight and eight last year. So I suppose one of these teams could fall off the cliff. I don't know how it could be the Rams with Matthew Stafford, who um, are the favorites for Brenton. And, and I think I like to, I like to know in the division as well over the Seahawks. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know what to do with the, Rams and the 49ers because my Matthew my Matthew Stafford loves knows you know very few bounds but golly the, the 49ers look like a team that could just win it all but why who's the quarterback I mean Jimmy G and then you give Trey Lance the rock maybe half maybe a quarter way in the season if, if Jimmy G stinks if Jimmy G's good and he holds off Trey Lance we just talked about the, the dire quarterback situations for the Saints for the Jets for the Patriots and now all of a sudden, it's fine for Trey Lance to come in, who hasn't played football in six hundred days, and be, go to the Super Bowl. Can you mention the Jets' dire quarterback situation? You mentioned the Patriots, and you mentioned um, the other team I just mentioned. Who else? Saints. The Saints. Yeah. I mean, I think the Cam Newton, Mac Jones thing is a question. My point is that the G is it's been to a Super Bowl. I mean, I guess Cam Newton has too, technically. But yeah, who would you, like knowing what we know right now, which isn't much, but based on starting the team tomorrow, would you rather have Cam Newton start or Jimmy Garoppolo start? Or Jameis Winston. I would rather have Jimmy G uh, start this season at Camden. I don't know. Or Jameis? Over Jameis, too? See, I'm not convinced. Jimmy G might be third on that list for me. Because if Cam is healthy, and he's a a year further along in the system in New England, I'm not sure that he's worse than Jimmy G. My point is that I don't know if we should just poo-poo the the quarterback situation in San Francisco as not being a concern. Nothing. That's fair. I mean, look, I like I like both the Rams and the 49ers in this division. And I think the Cardinals the Seahawks are third. I think the Card I think the Seahawks and the Cardinals are potentially in a dog fight. We need to see what um hate Russell Wilson. That's weird. That's a weird take. Russell Wilson. Why are you hating on Russell? He's in Venice, Italy. The man's not even in the country to defend himself. He's been on the podcast before, and you're sitting here hating on him, Brenton. Yeah, the new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, who comes to the Rams. I want to see how that works out. The 49ers are losing coaches too. If there's and the Cardinals, they had JJ Watt, they had AJ Green, like the big splashy signings, but are they gonna, you know, are they gonna work out and make their team that much better? I think there are question marks around those two teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those four teams won the division. I would. I think this is clearly the best division in football. I thought that coming into last year. You wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals won the division? Cardinals aren't winning the division. I wouldn't be surprised. You're not gonna pick it this year like an idiot, but you would be surprised. I I would not be surprised. I, I mean, I would be surprised. Okay, I give that. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Breach, I think this list is pretty good. The only question I had was the AFC North maybe being a little too high, but you made a good case. Otherwise, have you got any feedback? People yelling at you on Twitter because that's typically the the barometer of whether you got it right or not. Or or on Instagram. Yeah. You know what? Though I feel like everybody agrees with the NFC West at number one, and that's where uh, most people have their issues. Like, oh, this couldn't be the top ranked team. And the NFC East people know their team was so bad last year that they regularly tweeted that their division was garbage, so they don't really have anything to argue about. So it was really the middle, and people don't get too sensitive about, oh, you ranked me fifth instead of fourth. So it's unless, been, you're, unless you're making mock drafts, in which case they want you fired. Exactly. Thank God I don't make mock drafts. I wonder who does the NBA mock drafts. I wonder if they get the, the sort of pushback that I, I uh, No. 
<laughs> Mainly because there's not the same industrial complex. There, yeah, they got true. a ton of it, I think. Debo, you might know better than I would, but um, I think the, the you know the NFL mock draft, the NFL season ends early February. The draft isn't until March. You have a lot of time to build. There's up usually the like a month period, and you got to wait for the lottery, which they've already done now. But there's, I think there's a lot less. Teams you who are on the back end of the NBA draft are like, whatever, dude. And you don't have time to, to get angry. No one cares about second-round picks. I don't think they do anymore. They, they didn't. Uh, I mean, I think Nicola, the reigning MVP was a second-round pick, but you are correct. Generally speaking, teams in the NBA don't care as much about second-round picks. Uh, and if the, I think the interest has gotten deeper in terms of how the draft goes for in, NBA, NFL teams, whereas for NBA teams, maybe it's just really the first 10 picks. You're like, oh, dare you have Kate Cunningham over Scotty Barnes or, or reverse. Whereas, Debo, as a as a Sixers fan, do you care about second round picks that the Sixers are making? No, I mean I went through an era where the draft and the lottery was everything because they were they were picking at the top of the draft each year. But now that they're a little bit better and picking twenty eight, it, it doesn't hmm. really move the needle for me. But that's what teams, you know, in in January in the NBA, if you're a really bad team, you start looking forward to the draft. But if you're a good team, like Brinson said, there's a one week gap, if that. Hmm between game seven of the finals and the NBA draft where you have three and a half, four full months between NFL, their end of the Super Bowl, I guess two and a half months between that and, and the draft. Maybe I'm going to petition Roger Goodell to move the draft to February 28th. You would hate life. You'd go straight from covering the Super Bowl to putting out mock draft. You wouldn't even cover the Super Bowl because you'd be too, too busy during draft season. That's the other issue. You have to worry about 300-something players as opposed to 50 players maybe for the NBA. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. That's the show. That's it. Great stuff for a Friday. Friday. Cracking them butt lights early. <laughs> responsibly, of course. Crack your butt lights early, but crack them responsibly. What's happening on, on Monday? Monday for a Mailbag Monday. Mailbag. Great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.